Oh yeah. Come on and sit down and watch this with me. You know you want to watch it. And I want you to watch it too. I need to see it again to kind of. Yeah, I think I want to see it again to like solidify my opinion because right. I was just like so wishy-washy from scene to scene, being like, "Oh, I like this," or like, "Oh, I don't like this." Like as soon as something great would happen, like the next scene, something would happen to be like, "Really? Why?" Right, or yeah. within the same scene. Yeah, even. yeah, I think it was better than it was. It was yeah, better than it was bad. Like, yeah, I enjoyed more of it than I did. I think I think in the end, I will I will end up liking it. Um, just right now, I just can't. It's just such a weird experience to be bad. Like yeah. that's the only way I could put it. It's just like that was weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like the whole uh, like Leia thing was. Oh, I was kind of like, we we can let her go. It was like, like we, yeah. we can let her go. Like yeah. I, I love her and this no, is, I I stood but... up. I stood up. <laughs> I, was, I was like. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. right. Anyways, before we go further into yeah, that before movie, we get into spoiler territory, yeah. <laughs> uh, we're ready to get a movie we're not covering. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Um, welcome to I Want You to Watch This. Um, I am your host, Dennis. As always, I am joined by my two lovely and talented co-hosts, Colin and Craig. How are you both? How good. are you two gentlemen? Good. I'm good, Dennis. Good. Um, this is, uh, um, this will be our first recording of the new year, 2018. Yay! Fuck Hooray! you, 2017! Goodbye, 2017. Good yeah. Get fucked. Go fuck <laughs> your, your, all the other terrible years. Um, and so, um, happy new year, listeners. And, um, this is, uh, the tail end of our, um, documentary block. Be the last documentary movie that we're doing. And, in fact, um, since this is a new year, uh, we are going to be kind of changing the structure of our show and uh, getting rid of blocks in general and just kind of doing it um, kind of a more of a recommendation base, getting to the core of I want you to watch this type of thing. So. Yeah, I feel like, you know, definitely we'll probably be moving into some more, like, indie type of stuff. I, you know, that's kind of like, as far as what I've been looking at, like, yeah. a lot of the stuff that I've been looking at is things that are either upcoming in 2018 that might go under the radar that we can actually like bring out like you know with you know whatever viewer or listeners we have you know yeah. kind of get some some stuff that like not everyone's actually gonna see you know? yeah, yeah for sure and then but also uh i also want to do you know movies that people are just excited to do that want to do you know like from you know suggestions from friends and family as oh, well yeah. as you know uh listeners and just movies that you know will be blockbusters that we're just excited about that we just really want to fucking talk about you know so that's kind of what we're looking at in the new year um and so anyways back to uh this uh uh bleh, like i i keep on wanting to say director's block and it is not a director's <laughs> block at all it is a documentary block and um we are we are finishing it off with the mask you live in which is uh, selected by uh craig um no thanks to Twitter. <laughs> the Twitter poll did not help. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, you guys are killing me here. Like, I really just need someone to not have it be a tie. I just need one more vote. And it was like, nah, we're going to make you choose. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to pass it off to Craig uh, to introduce this movie. 
Yeah, uh, so The Mask You Live In is a documentary uh, about uh, essentially masculinity in America. Uh, they talk with a few different um, educators, sociologists, uh, psychologists, uh, and then go into different environments uh, at different age ranges from, uh, you know, elementary school age through like middle and high school uh, into like adults uh, and specifically the people that they were talking to were um, people that were, I, I believe, like institutionalized as juveniles and are like still within that system. Uh, and so uh, there's not really like a whole lot of, in terms of like, you know, like beginning, middle and end here. No. Uh, it's a lot of like concepts and a lot of uh, research into how we view masculinity in America and how uh, that shapes kind of the, the toxic masculinity that has uh, become very pervasive and within this last year has become uh, extremely like obvious and relevant uh, to pretty much anyone who doesn't have their head in the sand uh and so um yeah i mean i figure um we can kind of just kind of go through some of the stuff we you know thought where we were watching it like any notes that we have just because again there's like not really like a plot to right. explain within yeah. this um yeah me personally i was like already crying within like the first five minutes of this like oh yeah just yeah. like no this movie made me cry several times <laughs> yeah. yeah a few times yeah um <laughs> Uh, I love that at the very beginning, uh, it starts out with a quote from George Orwell that says, uh, he wears a mask and his face grows to fit it, um, which very much goes into um, what this movie uh, talks about in terms of how, um, you know, culture and society dictates what a man is supposed to be and how uh, despite uh, inclinations to do otherwise, uh, most people you know boys are pushed into this uh archetypal framework of what it is to be manly and have to uh hide parts of themselves and change parts of themselves in order to fulfill that role in society in order to be viewed as a full man right yeah and it being things like a, a man doesn't show emotions like a man doesn't like it don't cry don't like well like like the thing that i, I loved that the movie brought up um was that it it, it 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 talked about how masculinity is defined by what it is not you know yeah, it's yeah. the it rejection is... of all things feminine right yeah, yeah. yeah and 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 so there's no real identity for that for for that sex you know for for what it is to be a man you know and and uh and just how that perverts throughout the whole the whole movie um i mean it, it is such a broad topic that it's um it's a, i i kind of struggled with with the documentary as like from like a um like a, you know a research standpoint you know from like a you know kind of a kind of a scientific point of view you know like I, I like to view documentaries of just like you know an analysis and everything like i mean they're covering like 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 at least a dozen topics here that each one could be a documentary in and of itself. Yeah. Like this, this, this movie could have easily been a TV series, you know, um, like just, just, you know, how, how, uh, men treat women could have been a whole fucking movie, you know, yeah. that was, that was in this. And so, so in that, like, I felt like, uh, the documentary, you know, because of just that, that structure, like it was just impossible for it to, to really go into depth. And so like, like, um, 
uh, there were some some topics where they they would make real generalizing statements or like uh, the thing that kind of bothered me was like these percentages that they would put up you know like like men that watched porn were you know would uh, increase uh, violence in, you know in a sexual situation by thirty five percent it's like well what is that even from you know what does that even mean you know where did you get yeah. this right data? where did, where did like, you get uh, that data and yeah. and how are you analyzing it and you know and stuff like this you know but I mean I get what it's doing because it's so you know it's such a huge topic they can't go into the nitty gritty and everything. Yeah. But yeah, they do throw a lot of statistics at you, yeah. and, and a lot of them. I mean, I really do believe without having to dig into the things. But oh, like men being like ninety four percent more likely to be violent, like men being yeah. yeah. Know, there's a lot of that stuff that I I do buy, but at the same time, I had a similar feeling to you would have with some of these statistics. I'm like, yeah, but where's that from? Yeah, right, or like, like at least have like some more like context context for it, right. like for what this data is representing. Yeah, and, and like as, at least. Having that be a part of what is being presented, yeah. But I do, I do love what the movie has to say as a whole about like the way we treat masculinity is a problem, and it's like resulting in like this. The way we treat masculinity is why we have these mass shootings. It's why we're having right. a lot of like like women being abused. It's it's all of to stem from the way that we're treating teaching boys what men should be yeah well like i mean we all saw it when we were in high school like the troublemakers weren't they didn't tend to be the girls in class they were all the boys you know yeah and like the the ones that were getting expelled or suspended they weren't the girls you know it was all the boys in class and it's because that like boys don't have an emotional outlet because they're told like emotions aren't manly so they lash out in these like unhealthy ways right yeah uh, yeah, and I, I think, like, really with the link between, uh, you know, kind of, like, domestic violence and, you know, mass violence as far as, um, you know, the links that we see in terms of, like, every mass shooter that we see is, you know, has a history of past abuse in terms of, like, either spousal or, you know, significant other. Uh, and, uh, you know, kind of, they talked about, uh, what was it called, uh, a Grieved, dang it! I have so many notes here. <laughs> uh, a grieved entitlement, mm. which is essentially, you know, believing that you know you're supposed to be in this certain place or you're supposed to have these certain things, and then when you don't have them, it causes this anger. And it's like, but also those things that you're told that you're supposed to have are pretty much unattainable by the same society that's telling you that you're supposed to have right. them. Yeah. Um. And and I feel like that crosses over to like, especially like, would we see. Uh, you know, the majority of mass shooters in America are white men as well, Mm. which I feel like, you know, because not only do they feel like they're supposed to have, you know, more than women, they're also supposed to have more than, you know, people of color. And so it's kind of like this whole thing where it's like all of these things where it's like, um, you know, they see that there are people that are doing more successful, like more successfully than them who are like women and like men of color and seeing that as we move into this place like kind of in media and in culture where we're recognizing that these are voices that need to be heard more right uh and so all of these things like tie together in terms of you know feeling like uh there's like this oppression against them when it's really just moving more towards equality and they've been like the people that have you know, had the most power for the right. longest amount of time. Yeah, what I what I liked about that was it's saying it's not only that it's not only that these like white men are seeing 
their station shrinking because we're recognizing other people. But it's the thing you talked about before. It's the entitlement. It's like they've been told their whole lives that they're entitled to these things. Yeah. Right. And then when they don't get them, they get mad and they see that like women and people of color and like other people are getting these things. And it's that they've been getting these things before. It's just like now we're actually recognizing it. Yeah. But these guys, because they don't have it, they get this like blind anger. And, and, and well, not to mention like, um, you know, a loss of, of, of uh, you know, the like, like our society is, is built off of these concepts, not like things that actually are, are in existence, you know, and like, like, for instance, just the disconnect between like movie reality and reality, yeah. you know, like they don't they don't add up, you know, and I, I think like a lot of like what's happening is like, like this whole this whole concept of like, um of like losing, you know, like a like a you know quote-unquote position of power you know even though you never even had it to begin with yeah and and lashing out in these ways because of of like not having you know grown up with a with a safe and secure well you know or healthy way of expressing any kind of emotion or anything like that and how it culminates yeah um i'd like to elaborate on that on that point that it's um like another another reason like a, another thing that's growing in the in this um in this era of uh um you know, equalization amongst people um, is uh, is conspiracy theory, and oh, I was yeah. looking into that, and a lot of that comes from um, well, it, it gears towards uh, middle-aged white men uh, tend to uh, tend to be in this, but you know, no one's safe. Like the, the demographics all over the place, you know, across the globe and everything. But it tends to be men in these positions where they feel like they're losing power. And the reason why they gravitate towards these conspiracy theories is that I believe it. I believe the truth. All of these experts, they don't know what they're talking about. Yeah. And that gives them a sense of control and a sense of power. And I, I kept on thinking about these concepts while watching this movie where it was like, like all these like desperate grasps of like trying to establish like what it is to be a man, you know, and, and like not having any kind of like def uh, definition, you know. And yeah, well, that, I, I love that you said that because one of the things I really took away from this, like one of the scenes I loved was um they're talking to these inmates and they're going through like a workshop of like defining their masculinity and like like being stuck in the man box and yeah like, when i get out of the man box but one of them is talking about the time like that he actually committed the crime when he shot somebody and he said that was when i actually felt powerful right for the yeah. first time and it was like that's really impactful because he's talking about like how this system kept him like beaten down the whole time and it wasn't until he like committed an act of violence that he felt powerful yeah and and well and to elaborate what craig was saying is that like you know to, that there's a society pressure uh, like constantly being like you need to be powerful you need to domineer over other men you need to do all these things where you like and then into a cult in, you know into a sociological structure where that's impossible and like it, it, you know you can't have that yeah but you like there's this you know you need to dominate you need to be dominating and everything but like and so, like, of course, you know, you're going to pull the trigger when push comes to shove, you know? And, like, that's, like, I don't know. Ugh. Well, yeah. And <laughs> and I think it's, like, especially with, uh, you know, how, you know, we're talking about the, like, what masculinity is not, which is, like, anything that's feminine. Mm -hmm. And how, um, you know, they talk about how in psychological studies they find that, you know, most psychology, like 90% of it overlaps between like men and women. And right. then there's it's like the this 10% that's kind of like off on the, off on the fringes on either side. And that's what is defined as masculine and feminine. And the fact that like, that's what is like pushed so much is like literally like 
10 a 10 percent difference where there's like a 90 percent overlap is like yeah. so much of like what society and, is like right. at every range it, like within like race within like ethnicity and yeah culture. It, isn't that brought it's, up by the um neurologist yeah like, and, and she's also like says one of my favorite things in this movie about sex is a biological thing sex is just your chromosomes but gender is an economic, is a social construct. Yeah. Right. And so this masculine and feminine thing is just what society deems it has to be. Right? Yeah. And yeah, throughout like throughout the like entire history of the world, you know, like we see, you know, so many times like today, you know, I, I'll you know kind of like be like scrolling through something and you know despite my better judgment end up in the comment section and there's always <laughs> like someone who's like, Oh, well like how many genders are there again? And it's like well, actually, like historically speaking, there have been like, like throughout cultures, there have been like multiple genders going back like tens of thousands or like thousands yeah. and thousands of years. Right. And like there have been recognized like fluidity between like gender, like outside of, you know, assigned sex at birth, you know, like right. there have been recognitions of that throughout the globe, like in these cultures. And usually the time that like when it shifts is usually uh, when those uh, when those cultures are generally dominated by like Western Christian European cultures, uh, right. like throughout like the um, like throughout the Crusades, like that was when like there was a big wave of uh, like you know prior to that there was actually like you know uh, acceptable like homosexuality within like the right. Muslim world, yeah. and then like you know and then like within you know, all of these like indigenous cultures throughout Southeast Asia and throughout like India. And like even today there's actually, you know, a recognized uh, third gender within, you know, Indian culture. And well, like I was, I was reading something that it was like a, was it a transgender and transsexual people in uh, Iran have social project protections, but homosexuals don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you know, there's a loopy loo. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, no. It's, like, it's definitely not cut and dry. No, no, anyway, no, no. Which is, But like, which I'm is just exactly saying, the thing. It's I'm like, just saying like, yeah, like all over the planet, like, the, like the societies are different you yeah know? like how we like uh identify what you know what it is to be you know what even is man and woman you know and like like you know our society you know being you know protestant christian you know western white european has been so rooted in binaryism that it's just insane yeah know? and like like uh i always look at like a you know the 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 schism in the church is a great example where there was, it was literally Catholics just worrying with other Catholics that just viewed the church a slightly different way. You yeah. Know? And now I've totally got off of topic yeah, and we're talking about to do with what the schism talking of about. the church, but in masculinity. But yeah. So let's get back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah. And I really liked, uh, yeah. Like the people that they talked to in terms of um, like Ian was one of the ones uh, he was, um, just, I think he was the wrestling, he was the guy that was like in wrestling. And yeah. Like he was and, like a high school college athlete. And then he kind of turned away from that after he got yeah. into a serious relationship and noticed like, there's some real problems with. Yeah. About like, yeah, yeah. How, like, you know, he said like his girlfriend, you know, he found out that his girlfriend had been raped before. And then like, he also found out that his mother had been raped before. And it's like one of those things where, that like, uh, it's really, uh, I mean, it's it's good like that, you know, like he's recognizing that, but it's kind of shitty that it takes him actually like having to like know like that it was like someone close to him in order for that to make that shift, and right. that's kind of like that yeah, thing that but, we see but that's, with. It's because the system had been like well, yeah, but, forcing this down on him. Well, for yeah, so but long. that's kind of that, that thing that we see like very often, you know. Anytime there's like you know, uh, you know, like when we like I'll have this like you know, like this 
uh, insurgency of like, you know, like me too. And, you know, all of that and how a lot of times it's like, well, you know, as a father and a husband, and it's like, that shouldn't in any way, right. like, like that shouldn't be the only reason why you feel oh, that yeah. women yeah. are valuable. But in order to do have... that, you have to have empathy and yeah. empathy is beaten out of boys from a very early age because empathy is feminized. Yeah. They're saying that like by age five, uh, you know, most boys are conditioned not to cry in public. And then like by age 10, it's like pretty much like codified in them like that. You, yeah, you don't show emotion. Like if you're, if you do, then you're like a wuss, you're a pussy or a right. sissy. And um and that's actually, what i was picked on in in growing up yeah it's like because i was just like there was no way i was going to be able to control my emotions <laughs> so just, like you can't cry pussy be like fuck you <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah like i actually had like a personal experience with uh like at christmas it was uh a five-year-old boy like you know like we kind of like me and my mom like go to like our family friend's house we've been going there for years but um he just like comes up to me and he's like you talk like you're gay. And I was like, God. that's okay. He's like, no, it's not okay. It's Jesus. not okay to be gay. And then just walks away. Like fucking no, like question about like, no, like, right. like doubt in his mind. He's just like, like five years old. And I just like, I fucking didn't know what to say. I was just like, I, I'm not going to fucking like <laughs> fight <a kid>. berate <laughs> this five-year-old. I'm not going to enter into an argument that would be insane to well, get into. Yeah, and then, <laughs> uh, well, and then also it's like, you know, it doesn't even matter because like whatever I tell him, like, you know, he's going to go back and like his parents are just going to, you know, reinforce right. that because that's obviously where he's learned that yeah. from if he's that young and he has that strong of an opinion about it. Like, yeah. So it's like, it's just going to be like, yeah, there's not really anything that I could have said or done. And I was just like fucking, I was speechless and I was just like, I didn't even know what to say. Like, yeah. and it's crazy how how young yeah those things are are just like forced down like like kids throats it's just like fucking a <laughs> oh yeah yeah no it's um it's it's all of it you know which is just like i mean it's it's literally everything in society you know it's yeah. just like there's just like you can't like that and like it, like it gets overwhelming in a documentary like they talk about like all of these different inputs that are just affecting these children and like it's like you can't escape it yeah you know? yeah to the point where like it <clears throat> becomes a suicide problem right with boys yeah yeah and one of my favorite statistics was um the sociologist i believe was talking about it the exact same age that we start to see the emotional language disappear from boys narratives in the national data, that's the same age that boys start to have five times a higher rate of suicide than girls. God. Yeah, what was, let me see here. I think I have that on here, too. Cause... Yeah, so yeah, suicide rates uh, from 10 to 14 are three times uh, more likely for boys. 15 to 19, five times more likely than girls. And 20 to 24, seven times more likely than girls. And I feel like there's probably like a significant percentage of that that are probably gay boys too. Because, oh, I'm sure. Like that's just. Oh yeah. Like when you like yeah, when that's something that you like can't even help and it's just. Oh, you, you're you, like you, tormented. Yeah, for you it. you add in the marginalized groups and I'm sure it goes up tenfold. You know, like there's yeah. like a, probably a multiplier. You know, given like, it, it's yeah. I mean, like oh. I I was I was like my from my own experiences. Not to get like terribly too personal, but like like from my own experiences growing up, like I felt like it was you know, like fucking daunting, you know? And, but like, I, I knew it at the time, like how lucky I had it compared to some of the other kids in my class, you know, that like would show up in the same clothes every fucking day, you know? Yeah. And like, and I just couldn't imagine what it was like for them. And I still don't, you know, I, I still can't, that's just, that breaks my heart, you know, after watching this movie. Yeah. And also like 
you and I at least had pretty good home lives. So, I mean, right. we we had dads who weren't hammering this. Shit no, into we us. didn't have monster we, dads. We had dads who were like, yeah, I mean, it's really important that you're happy. I don't care about right. know, much else. Like they taught us like what real masculinity yeah. is, yeah. which is like then it's important that you have good relationships with people and right. that you take care of the people in your life. Like that's what being a man is. Yeah. It has and, nothing to do with all this other rejection and, of femininity. Yeah, and my and my, my dad's, you know, uh, parenting was a direct result of the shit that was, you know, addressed in this movie. You know, where like, yeah. you know, he came from a hard ass, you know, World War Two vet you know, never, never cried, never say I love you type of, you know, guy, you know, and he was just like, reject that, you know, fuck that. I'm not going to treat my kid that way. I mean, and too, like, you know, there's just so many, uh, you know, mixed signals too. like, you know, even if you do get that at home, you know, that's not what you get when you go out into the world. Or oh, like, or you a movie. You're, you're still yeah. going to get that from the media. You're still going to get that at school. You're still going to get that from like the society as a whole trying to shove its definition of masculinity onto you yeah and i do love how they talked about you know the different archetypes of you know men within movies uh they had um it was like the you know the silent tough guy the superhero the uh was it the man child yeah yeah. and then the there was one oh yeah the thug which is you know usually like a you know man of color usually a person of color yeah yeah. (laughs) uh and it was and yeah, I mean, you can see it like in like pretty much in every everything. movie. There's yeah, there's like, like every yeah, every like yeah, movie, television show. Like there is gonna be like that type of guy, and he's usually gonna be you know someone that the audience or like is supposed to aspire to be like right. you know, and and it's really like yeah, and any time that they do show any emotion, it's usually like anger or rage. You know, it's like oh, someone died, and so it's and like instead grief of like, can never be processed. Yeah. grief can only be processed through like anger and through like violence. Yeah, like or vengeance or stone you know. cold silence. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's like anytime a character is just like yeah, anytime like a male character is like supposed to be like you know like yeah, in turmoil or grief, it's just like stone face silence, right. like on a close up. You know. <laughs> yeah, no, it's. We're fucked. <laughs> well, <laughs> but, no, but I, I think that we're actually the fact that we're making a documentary like this, and we're as a nation, we're at a place where we're starting to have this conversation. Mm-hmm. I think is a good sign that we're going to move forward because I mean, up until now, it was just accepted that this was the system, that this is right. what yeah. masculinity is, and we weren't even like bothering to have a conversation. So I think we're actually at a turning point where we can make things better. Now. I mean, yeah, even I the agree. fact that like, you know, us three men are sitting here talking about this, I feel like is like a sign of, well, we're all going to get know, in like, a fist fight immediately. after. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is just like the opening to our right. fight club. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Emotional fight club. Yeah. <laughs> Talk it out. But one thing I really did like, and that did like really, really like, I was bawling when uh, the the teacher uh, Ashanti Branch. He's he was one of my two favorite people. In oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, when he was talking with all of these, you know, black boys about, you know, he had them right on the front. You know, he had a, a piece of paper that had a mask on the front. It was blank on the back, and he had them like right on the front. You know, like what they like, what their mask was, like what they yeah, wore, what they show to the world, yeah. and on the back they and, show what they hide. Yeah. yeah, and like that one was just like to, like seeing that scene and like watching as you know like they all like read each other's like the other side of their mask yeah. and like watching as 
uh, you know, like one of the boys was like, you know, kind of sitting there. He like kind of like had his head in his hands, and you could oh, tell that was, like, absolutely really, like, wrecked me. Yeah. And like, and then like his, you know, friend was sitting next to him, and like just like had his arm over his shoulder, you know, kind of like bent down, and like you know, kind of was like telling him, "You like, I support you. You know, like I'm here for you." I was just but, like, "Oh my god!" I was just, like, but, but what bawling. really got me was like this kid, like he's, I, you can tell it's like his mask is the one that's being read because it's like the longest list of things, and yeah. one of them is like having to take care of my brother and like all this stuff is what's on the behind his mask. And as the more and more of this gets revealed, he's hunching deeper and deeper over. He's got a basketball in his lap, and he's like just getting into practically a fetal position and like the more upset it starts with his friend just with his hand on his shoulder and like the more upset the kid gets like the more he's getting in and like getting him into a like a full-on hug and turning his head against him and within this setting and these boys with like the the what's on the front of their masks this shows so much bravery for this kid to show that intimacy yeah and that's uh actually one of the uh the things that i've seen in the last i think it started like maybe like a week or so ago uh this guy on twitter that i'm following named jermaine um he you know was kind of talking about uh like male intimacy like specifically within the black community uh and uh started like this hashtag called black boys embrace mm. and it was just like you know uh, and like people like started posting like you know all these pictures of just you know like them like you know with like their friends with their family like you know just like black boys and men like you know hugging like you know, like both in like, you know, platonic and like intimate relationships, just like, you know, like embracing each other and like, yeah. you know, just being like there for each other. And it was like, yeah, that fucking tore me up. I was like, yeah. oh, this is so beautiful. It's like, yeah, we can't, have, <laughs> we can't have male intimacy without you having to be like, no homo. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. Because well, the thing that like kicked it off was, um, so there was like a picture. It was, uh, I think it was Ryan Coogler and uh, Trevante Rhodes ah. uh, uh, on the cover of a magazine. And um ryan coogler has like uh or no it's michael b jordan i think actually uh and he has michael b jordan's like you know kind of like head like you know he's like got got his like hand wrapped around his head and is like you know just kind of giving him like you know like an embrace and like like people like in the black community like just kind of like went off on it you know like a lot of like you know toxic masculine males like within the black community just like went off on it and so like this was just like a moment of saying like well we need to recognize this we need to like actually like confront this and say like no this is something that's okay we need to move past this you know like i can't show like emotion or feeling towards another man because it'll make me gay or it'll make me right. you know less of a man like no that like makes you like more of a complete person like that makes you like yeah. more of a human being to be able to express yourself emotionally you know like what what's the point of even having friends if you're just like you know doing the same shit you know like if all you do to get, to get together is like you know get wasted and fucking well, that's and, the only time you can ever show right. any sort and of like and not to mention like 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 how good is the friendship if you're so worried about like you know ex exposing your emotions to them that yeah. they yeah. would like take advantage of them yeah know? and like how, what a toxic society that would enable such a relationship to occur yeah who, <laughs> what kind of society could we possibly be I mean come on like? <laughs> <laughs> no it's um it is it is getting better and i mean i see it just um from like just how when i talk to young people you know that are like in high school or whatever that rare those rare moments yeah. <laughs> um or you know more or more accurately like through like uh movies and television and stuff and how they're represented is way different than what it was when i was in high school you oh, know yeah. where it was like i mean just this exception the uh the the like the the 
uh, well, not the <laughs> to say exception is to say that it's like, oh, we're all accepted of it now. But like the the growth of exception of homosexuality in this country has just been tenfold yeah. since I've been in high school, and uh, and that's just beaut- that's just gorgeous because of all of the all of the thing you know because it's not just about you know accepting you know like like you know having you know your 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 gay friend accepted in the society. It's all of these these fallout things for everyone else you know from other different sexualities that profit from it. Yeah, and um. And I, I think, you know, like, like, well, for instance, the creation of this movie, um, I think is, you know, it, it's, it's representative of the temperament of our society today that allowed it to, to be made, you know, um, yeah. Heavy stuff, guys. Yeah. Heavy stuff. <laughs> um, also, uh, when they, I love the, the inspection of sports specifically yes uh i feel like is really well, was really well done here in terms of um you know kind of like identifying that as one of those things that like yeah if you're a man you're supposed to have this like athletic prowess like you know you're not supposed to be you know creative you're not supposed to be artistic you're supposed to you know be able to run jump and throw and uh and that comes from my other favorite guy in this movie joe Ehrman, who's a coach and oh, the former, former NFL, NFL player. player. He yeah. has the and, best voice. <laughs> but he also has, like, he talks about what he calls his three lies, and he also has a great TED talk about this, three lies about masculinity. Like, one, masculinity has to be associated with athletic prowess, like athletic ability. It doesn't. Lie number two, masculinity is based on economic success. Mm-hmm. And lie number three, masculinity is based upon sexual conquest. And like he I just love this guy because he goes into this thing about how sports can be a positive good thing for boys but not in the way that we're doing it now yeah. like we need to have a change within sports within coaching to make it a positive thing yeah yeah i mean you know my mom actually you know i'm you know I, she wanted to butch me up when i was younger and so <laughs> uh she you know like made me play football and then I like quit for like a year and then she like, you know, made like made like made me go back and I really just like hated it. I yeah. played for like two years and uh yeah, and it was like the coach would do like we were like ten years old and the coach would just be like cussing at us, just right. like, What the fuck is wrong with you? Like fucking get out there, like fucking do something, like, you know, man up, you know, all that yeah. shit. And uh and then like, you know, again, like it was like, and I was like, no, I really don't want to do this. Like, I, yeah. and then she was, and so like, we kind of like let it go for like a few years. And then when I started high school again, she was like, wanted me to play again when I went to high school. And so like, I went to like the first few practices and I don't remember like what I said. I definitely remember being right though, <laughs> but it wasn't, it was, it wasn't that I was right. It was more like, you know, the tone of what I said yeah. and like to the coach. And so he like kicked me off the team and was like, you know, like said if I apologize that I could come back. And I was just like, no, I don't want to do this anyway. So <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's 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 definitely, uh, I mean, I, yeah, we see it, you know, like uh, pretty much like college sports, you know, in terms of, you know, like rape and assault. And professional is, sports. Yeah, oh, and, yeah. yeah. Uh, and yeah, it just, it starts so early and it's like, it's, it's crazy how like, few people are like willing to examine that you know correlation between you know like what it is that's happening in sports and like why you know the like these men who like play are like so much more likely to engage in these like horrible fucking acts oh yeah and it's it's amazing that like there hasn't been more analysis of this just pent-up rage yeah you know well and then even when they do i mean it's it also speaks to our society and how we view women that you can get 
you know, more time in jail for, you know, weed than you can for actually raping an unconscious woman. (laughs) Like Brock Turner got six months in jail and three years probation for raping an unconscious woman. Like, and, and like, it's, is now like trying to appeal the probation and it's just like, like shit like that, where it's like, there's how the fuck is six months like I, a viable thing for completely for, yeah. violating another person's humanity? Right. Like, and but like, if you smoke weed, like you but, yeah. go to jail for enjoying like, an yeah. album. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that brings me to my last note, which is my other favorite quote from this film, which is one of the sociologists says, "We raise boys to reject anything feminine, and then we are surprised when they don't see women as equal people." Yeah. Yep. And that was another one that, like, Ian said was, you know, like, yeah, that's pretty much, like, the main thing that he thought was, like, that there is an implication that women exist to have sex with men. Yeah. And then, like, when they don't, then that, again, goes back to that aggrieved entitlement. Yeah. And it usually starts with domestic violence and then escalates from there. Like, it's, uh, and, yeah, if we were to actually, like, view women as, you know, full people, mm. then it should never get to that point. It should be, like, domestic violence should be the fucking cutoff. That should be, like, all right, like, we need to figure out how we're going to help you get your shit together right. because, like, this is not okay. And we've seen time and time and time and time and time and time and time again that it almost always leads to greater violence oh, yeah. against more people. Yeah, yeah. Like, and, 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 yeah, one person should be enough. Like, there, that should never happen to one person even. Right. Yeah. No, it's... it's uh, we Our acceptance of violence in the society is amazing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, I do have one thing that I would like to talk about in this movie uh, because it's kind of an important topic to me. Um, and that was when they talked about um, the the video game element the violent video game element in uh in the effects of like you know violent young men in lashing out in society and i feel like they did a very they did a good job uh with it in this movie but i feel like they could have done a little bit more um uh in that uh like something that i've followed uh personally since uh columbine is just this whole attack on like the video game industry um well i don't know not, not really attack but like kind of um reactionary uh response to you know whenever something bad happens in society or like something violent happens in society it's like people automatically ask like well what does he play call of duty you know like is he into halo or like you know anything like that and uh, where i champion this movie is that they did a good job as incorporating it like particularly i forget the one guy um his name he had a white shirt on and a hat <laughs> anyways uh he he brought up where it was like you know they're not only playing these violent video games but you know they're listening to the violent music and like they're you know their friends are violent you know and then they're gonna go to a violent party you know and like there's there's other things involved you oh know? yeah yeah the, in, I, I like in these they, things it, yeah and it, it's saying that this is one aspect of right it. yeah. yes it's not yeah because everyone wants to find one simple solution when exactly. we have like some yeah crazy act of violence and it's not one simple solution no, it's yeah. a systemic issue right and, well, and, and 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 you know as someone who's played these these violent video games personally and from actually from a pretty young age you know like i i i i i'm not gonna sit here and say these have no effect on you because it definitely you know like it's it, it gets to me where like i don't play those games anymore i don't play i don't buy call of duty i yeah. rarely play battlefield because it's just too fucking ugh, you know like i just don't it's not entertaining to me yeah um but i also you know it didn't change me from a pacifist, you know? Yeah. Um, and 
also like i just wanted to point out that like one major statistic that like is always overlooked in these things is that whenever there is like a uh, and i know this this movie's not about just like mass shootings and whatever and like male violence in society but whenever there is something like this and they 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 always overlook the statistic that there is there's been countless studies of violent video games and mass shootings and stuff and they have found no correlation or causation of it at all and in fact like the the spring of it all the you know dylan Klebold and eric harris or whatever their fucking names are like they they weren't into violent video games and everyone tried to pin the columbine shooting on them being like fans of goldeneye you know so that's yeah. it uh, yeah and i'd say you know with like while that there there's not necessarily uh you know evidence to say that there's you know causation in any way between violent video games and you know violent people yeah uh you know i definitely don't think that there's uh or i definitely think that there is an appeal to those type of people to play those games you right. know like that's not saying that those games caused them to be like that that's saying that you know a lot of times they've already been you know trained and you know like uh you know their brains have been wired to uh seek out this type yeah. of uh this type of you know violence you know and the virtual way of doing it is you know usually the easiest way uh and so like yeah no i don't believe that there's a cause but i definitely can see like people being drawn to it that sure don't because help. of the violence. yeah <laughs> you know? uh and you know as someone you know who also yeah plays video games i've never i never really got into first person shooters mm. i've always just generally been kind of bad at them so i just <laughs> stuck away and always like my one player adventure games yeah um yeah. which is not to say that you know like assassin's creed doesn't have like you know gratuitous a lot violence of violence in it, right? but um but yeah you know even something like um like I'm currently playing like Horizon Zero Dawn, yeah. which is like really awesome. It's like you're, um, yeah. I mean, like most of what you're shooting is like robots, you know, yeah. which is kind of like a little bit of a different thing. Which yeah. is like, you know, so it's like, oh, am I gonna go out and like, you know, shoot up an ATM or something? You know, yeah. like, <laughs> yeah. And, and that's like saying like, yeah, that's like saying like, oh yeah, if I'm playing this game, then I'm gonna go out and like you know shoot up a machine or something right. like that which with a bow and arrow <laughs> right yeah I, I it's just i don't know it's something that like infuriates me because it's so easy to jump to that conclusion you know it's like uh that it's like oh well you know he's into violent video games or like you know he watched punisher you know like the whole virginia tech shooter he's like oh yeah you know, punisher on his, you know of course he's gonna shoot up a whole bunch of people you know and it's like don't be lazy yeah. you know there's so <laughs> much more going on just yeah. one cause right like that's like, and it's like exactly what this movie is talking about yeah. this movie's like no let's examine masculinity because like all of these mass shooters are men yeah yes all of them yes yeah yes. yeah that's the one commonality that they have like it's not the video game right. that they play it's not you know yeah, yeah it, it's it's that they are all men yeah so let's figure out what it is let's, about let's like figure out what's the problem and masculinity here right that like yeah is causing so much and, of this violence and, yeah and as and as a quote-unquote <laughs> libtard you know you want to take away all your guns i don't want to take away all your guns but i want gun control you know voter um i never thought of that like like you know women have the same access to guns but they're oh, not yeah. shooting everyone yeah no, like, <laughs> the exact same like. yeah. <laughs> um well uh, that kind of wraps me up on my notes yeah um yeah i think uh Guys, I, I mean, this movie is really good, and it's such a broad 
topic and they cover so much that like we really can't do it justice sitting here talking about it for like right. an hour. Yeah, yeah. So like go watch this one. Watch like it, it's sure. on Netflix. Yeah. Like have a conversation with someone. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Like this is one of those documentaries that I love. Like like Food Inc. You know is another one where it's like hits a broad topic. You know, but it sparks a conversation. And like I think that's the most important element from this. And yeah. Good pick, Craig. Excellent. Slash Thank you, Twitter. Craig. Yeah. <laughs> Lazy Twitter. <laughs> um, all right. Well, that wraps up our um, uh, the last of our blocks. Um, yay! Hey! Um, and uh, next we'll be getting into. Um, oh gosh, I think uh, next we'll be recording. Well, but shit. There's a movie that I've been wanting to do, and we'll we could just kick it off with that. What do you guys say? Sure. All right. So uh, next up, we'll be uh, we'll be doing um, Turbo Kid. Nice. Um, which is a movie that I found through a soundtrack that Spotify showed me from some songs that I've been into, which is interesting. <laughs> I've never been drawn to a movie through the soundtrack. It's always <laughs> vice versa. And so, and then it happens to be on Netflix. Uh, Turbo Kid 2015, private, like an indie movie from Canada. Um, yeah, I'm super excited for you guys to watch it. I really want to talk about it. So that's uh, what we'll be doing next. Um, any, uh, any kind of recommendations? Um, that's um i saw jumanji yesterday Ooh. i was like really bored and i was just like uh someone got me like an alamo gift card for <laughs> christmas <Aww>. so <laughs> oh, i wonder who that was <laughs> <laughs> it wonder, was if it's, wonder if it's the same guy who bought my tickets to <laughs> itanya <laughs> Ooh, oh i still gotta see that i haven't too. seen it yet i oh, bought okay. i bought the tickets and i went to go see it and they're like this is next thursday i was like oh yeah i didn't look at the date <laughs> <laughs> oh do you guys want to go see scott pilgrim versus the world Oh, they it's Friday, it? January twenty sixth. I want to say oh, that would be fun. eight o'clock. Oh, can't. That's um, that is Monster Hunter weekend. <gasps> oh, that's right. Oh, damn it. So I won't be seeing that either. <laughs> um, but anyway, so but yeah, you Jumanji, saw Jumanji. Yeah, Jumanji. Uh, it was actually like really funny. Uh, they didn't really. They didn't just do like a reboot. You know, uh, it wasn't just like here's Jumanji again. It they actually took it in like a new direction. Um, with like minimal. Um, like nostalgia baiting, oh. which was really nice. There yeah. was like one little scene where it was like, you know, kind of like a little like, oh, Robin Williams. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly, and that, and that was like it. And so that was nice. Um, and yeah, like The Rock, Kevin Hart, uh, oh, Karen, that, that sounds like a good Karen right Gillian, there. Gillian, Karen Gillian, Karen Gillian, and uh, Jack Black. Uh, even Nick Jonas was pretty oh. hilarious in it too. Oh. Um, and yeah, it was yeah. Uh, I, I definitely laughed uh, a lot of it, and at the end, it was like a little—it was heartwarming. So, good. yeah, yeah. Um, good to hear. yeah. I, I I've been like I don't know for some reason into like uh, like teen drama things. Uh, <laughs> but I'm glad we're doing turbo. Games. Yeah, because <laughs> um, yeah, I've been watching like Runaways too, and okay. that one's like you know very like teen drama, but they also get into like the parents a lot too, and um, it's very well done though. Like, which again gives me hope for like the next generation because. Right. It's like all these things where it would have been like, you know, kind of like breakfast clubby, like, you know, super archetypal of like these different characters. But they actually like play with that like more and actually are like, oh, no, we've moved like past like just having like these static character representations. And even if that's where we start, like the characters develop in ways that are, you know, organic and actually have them, you know, learning, you know, something, you know, other than how to get the girl at the end, even though, you know, they're, they're still usually someone getting the girl at the end. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so yeah, Jumanji, really fun. Sweet. Good to hear. 
Uh, we just wrapped up talking about documentaries. Uh, there is a documentary series on Netflix called The Toys That Made Us. Ooh. Uh, I just watched the first one, which is about the Star Wars toys and like the story behind them. But there's also going to be ones on Barbie and on G.I. Joe and just oh. all sorts of things. But like each one is like an hour-long documentary about uh, some specific toy and its impact on like the market and society as a whole. And this whole thing is really interesting. Mm, rock and roll. Um, cool. Well, uh, my recommendation is a video game. Um, it is uh, the much um, hmm, uh, hated <laughs> Star Wars Batter Battlefront Two, um, and uh, I understand the hate. It's all about like the the hate uh, centered around um, like they have like a like the loot crates yeah loot crates yeah, yeah that's loot what boxes it yeah which makes it so like if you play the multiplayer um then if you have a lot of money then you're better off than someone that doesn't but this is not about that it's about the single player which no one talked about uh the campaign of battlefront 2 is awesome because you play an imperial commando uh right after the aftermath of uh return of the jedi so like they just blew up uh the death star 2 and uh you're scrambling off of endor and it's a really cool perspective and a really cool take on star wars to me you know um and it's it's solidly in the star wars universe it feels really star wars it's just a really well executed game it's gorgeous um as much as i hate ea um <laughs> i am recommending this game um so buy it used so you don't have to <laughs> have to pay full price for it <laughs> i'm sure there's probably some used copies ah, out there yeah, already yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh cool well uh, i guess that wraps up our episode uh the first of 2018 yay, yay! And um, join us next year for next year. <laughs> next week. Well, we're, 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 we're in 2017 <laughs> still. But by the time people hear this, it'll be 2018. So. so don't take a 51 week Deep break. Behind the curtain, listeners, we're recording this on New Year's Ooh. Eve. <laughs> we record this in advance. These aren't live. Um. <laughs> Call us now, listeners. <laughs> All right, the lines are open. <laughs> We've got Jen from Poughkeepsie. Jen, you're on the line. We're, we're giving away Nintendos. <laughs> um anyways <laughs> join us next week for our review of turbo kid bye peace oh you didn't tell them where they could find us oh hey <laughs> <laughs> you can find us on twitter at iwytwt as well as each and every one of us individually on twitter i am at the debucks i am at catharticus i am at cullen munch and you can find all of our episodes on the soundcloud soundcloud.com forward slash iwytwt as well as uh every kind of uh, podcast listening app you can find like your overcast your stitcher your itunes podcast listening app that's just such a long name <laughs> um but anywhere that you find us and you see a rate and review button please click that rate and review us does us a great favor and talk about us tell us your friends just a new operation and we love to talk about movies so cool all right now we're going bye <laughs> Watch the fucking movie.